0: Hello, long time no talk. <laughs> I listened to a podcast episode today and it made me realize how long it's been since I've posted a podcast episode. And so, this is me stating my public apology and also hoping that I can get back to podcasting regularly. I'll be honest, summer is a little busy. <laughs> if you have kids at home during the summer or if you're also a working parent, um, trying to navigate summer with kids at home in a job. Um, I see you. I feel you. Hi. I'm one of you. <laughs> and so trying to figure out how to make this happen, because it is definitely a passion project that I do find valuable. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm able to show up the best I can in these episodes. And so when my life is hectic, I don't feel as creative or I don't feel like I can You know, show up in a way that could be helpful or inspiring, mostly if I am feeling overwhelmed or lost in my own life. And so this is me coming back and committing. So, committing and recommitting to hopefully two episodes a week as time allows, because I just never know what my life is going to be like in two weeks. (laughs) but I'm going to definitely try my best, but I do want to say thank you for your continued support and patience, even though I have spurts of podcasting and then I just drop off the face of the planet. I really appreciate you still being here and listening and sharing and, and being part of this community. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And so today, I'm going to keep this episode easy, breezy, beautiful for a couple of reasons. First, to prove to myself that it doesn't need to be a long, lengthy, super deep and inspiring episode to be helpful. Um, but then also just to something that I've learned to live by and something that I've had to really embrace and be, has become my motto is done is better than perfect. And I this isn't even what the episode is about. <laughs> I just I'm just sharing this um, small tangent. Um, I am definitely a recovering perfectionist and I found out last year that I also have ADHD and so I'm like, oh, that may, that explains a lot. But something that is an ADHD trait is we we spend a lot of time developing skills and learned skills to try and, and keep up and catch up and do everything that somebody that is, you know, not neurodivergent, that is comes really easy to somebody that doesn't have something like ADHD. Um, it's just a different way of thinking. But because of these patterns, because of these skills that have to be developed in order to survive and, and hopefully eventually thrive in, in different environments, you or mostly me, (laughs) I developed a lot of perfectionistic traits. If it wasn't perfect or if it didn't look a certain way, it was really, really hard for me to be okay with. Even if it was a success in somebody else's definition, if it didn't if it didn't look the way that I thought it should look, I felt like a failure. And that was that was definitely something that I've taken years to try and work through and and try to accept that done is better than perfect. That doesn't have to look a certain way. And this podcast doesn't have to look a certain way to be helpful or inspiring or to make a difference in somebody's career or, or it doesn't have to look (laughs) like a several hour episode to be a good episode, but done is better than perfect. And so I'm just going to record this episode, put it out into the world and hopefully just use this as an opportunity to get back to progress and not perfection of trying to send out episodes every single week or to be ridiculously like so deep and ex- and inspiring every single time. Because the reality is as human beings, we're just, there's a time and season for everything. And this current time and season is really intense <laughs> and busy, but I still want to be able to do things like this that bring me passion and fulfillment and that help me connect to other people in the same space that are like minded and striving to do better and to bring movement and joy and fitness to people around the world. And if that requires me to step out of my perfectionism, then perfect. That's a good thing for, for my perfectionistic traits and hopefully somebody that's out here listening. So for those of you who needed that, Always remember, done is better than perfect. So let's get into this episode. I wanted to talk about something that I've been learning and relearning. I have been redoing my ACE group fitness certification. And if you haven't done a group fitness certification, I a thousand percent recommend it. And it's not necessarily a replacement for like a subscription certification, and it's not necessarily uh, like here's a, all permission to teach whatever you want certification. But what I feel like it does is it takes knowledge you already have and it grows it. It helps you see a different perspective and different viewpoint, a lot of time scientifically proven. And it also helps you realize how new the group fitness space actually is. Group fitness is not a long time or long studied Thing And there are actually not a lot of studies on it, except for by some companies like ACE, like AFA, like NASM, like Les Mills, who Les Mills actually has like an actual dedicated lab for testing and proving and trying every single workout that they create to be able to make sure it's actually benefiting the person that does the workout. Sometimes you'll see... Different brands throw out random stats like, oh, because we use this apparatus, we burn like a million more calories than the regular people. (laughs) I don't know. You'll see a lot of weird stats, especially from new group fitness instructors that aren't necessarily tested or tried or proven specifically for their format. It's just something that they use for content, Um, which if you are somebody that promotes a fitness format like that without actually doing or having scientific proof about your workout... I would invite you to get curious about that, (laughs) but also just an opportunity and an invitation to really start looking into, into learning, learning how to expand yourself, doing things like a group fitness certification that will help you by opening your eyes to seeing something new, something else, a new perspective. Um, and one that will only benefit you in whatever you're teaching, whether it is a pump class or a step class or yoga, whatever it is, a group fitness certification will enhance the student's experience because of the education that it will bring you. Things that you learn in your group fitness certification include things like the science behind certain workouts, or it will bring education toward what muscles, muscle names, muscle functions, and what connects to what in bones, joints, and muscles. It's really, really fascinating, really great information, and I fully recommend and comment all instructors who have taken time to expand themselves through a group fitness certification of any kind. So, good job. And if you haven't done one yet, I 1,000% recommend. You will not ever ever regret more education and more knowledge of how to enhance your skill and how to bring a better class experience to your students. But something that I've loved rereading and studying, it was like extremely validating for something that I'm already kind of, what's the word? Passionate. <laughs> My dad always called me, said I was too passionate. Um, but when it comes to this, I kind of am. I am kind of passionate and. It's something that's so simple that I think it's overlooked very frequently. And that is a warm-up. When it comes to fitness formats, warm-ups, are, I think, are probably the most underrated parts of, of the workout. A proper warm-up, according to the ACE group fitness certification, should be about 10 minutes long, 5 to 10 minutes long, with low to moderate intensity exercise or activity that gradually increases in intensity. It should not be an explosion of movements. It should not be a run around a track. It should not be anything that really has much impact. Um, And if, like, I mean, sorry, I stopped reading Ace, so this is just me now. Back to me. (laughs) But warm-ups should include movements. Like, they call it rehearsal movements movements that you'll see throughout the class that kind of prime the joints and warm up the body to prepare it for work. Um, if you were to do something like a jumping jack, imagine, imagine the following. Or if Phil Nye was here, he would say, please consider the following. If you're somebody that wakes up, you say maybe 5.30 in the morning. You just spent a restful, gorgeous night catching up on some sleep. You get up, you maybe drink a protein shake and have a piece of toast and go straight to the gym, your body is still kind of waking up and it takes a second. Now imagine your body is like unto a rubber band. When a rubber band is cold and if you were to pull it really, really hard, what would happen? It would would tear, it would blow up, it would just completely, completely be like a brittle, Situation that would just break. Our bodies are the same way. If you were to show up to a workout and you're cold, and I don't even mean like physically cold, like temperature, and I mean like your body is not primed for work, and you immediately jump into something like a step combination, or a sprint on a bike, or jumping jacks, or a sprint around the track what's going to happen to your cold brittle muscles is most likely injury and also it's teaching and encouraging bad habits <laughs> a warm up should be nice and slow again rehearsing kind of the, the things that you'll see throughout the class and it shouldn't be full move or it shouldn't be full motion it shouldn't be a full range of motion i mean and it should be something that's like just building into the movements other things that warm-ups should include are it's maybe taking an opportunity to introduce a piece of equipment. For example, I like using a step class because when I did, I'd done a couple step certifications. Don't you dare ever ask me to take, teach a step class? because they're very, very hard for me. <laughs> it doesn't matter how coordinated I feel like I am, step just is not something that my brain can compute. But in a lot of the certifications that I've taken, they say, okay, people are usually intimidated by a step. It's an apparatus, it's at their feet, and it's really intimidating to have this idea of my feet have to go up and down this apparatus, but my eyes need to watch you, and I have to be able to do both at the same time without getting hurt. (laughs) It's scary. It's intimidating. And so... When I did one of my step certifications, they taught us that in the warm-up, it should be a good opportunity that you start off the bench, that you kind of march or you replicate movements or rehearse movements that you would see on a bench, like a step touch or a step up, up, down, down, or a V-step, but really, really taking time to introduce the apparatus to get people familiar, so that way when you start throwing in combinations or maybe It's a choreographed step class, like Zumba step. They're already familiar and comfortable with the step enough that they don't have to worry about it. If you were to jump in in a warm-up with a step class and just immediately start doing choreography on a step, you're asking for injury and you're actually setting your students up to really hurt confidence-wise. It will really affect their confidence because they don't have the proper time to warm up first to the idea of stepping on a step, but then also to the movement as well as following that, like your muscular skeletal impact that you'll be facing. You're not ready mentally, emotionally, or physically <laughs> for this class. And that's really hard for somebody to feel successful if they don't feel confident from the beginning, or if they don't feel comfortable or prepared or warm. So. Other things I really appreciate in or seeing in a warm-up are things like core movements or stability movements or increasing mobility just a little bit at a time. Some A brand that I really, really loved the certification of is Above. They are a company here in the West Coast and are based here in the West Coast and they are awesome. I did that training it was actually like the first virtual training because we were supposed to have that training here right before the pandemic and it got shut down literally that week. But I did that certification and I honestly was so impressed. They didn't just like say, hey, guys, make sure you like have one song to warm up and that it's choreographed like this. They said, hey. You really want to make sure that the body is warm. They had such a big focus on the warm up. They in fact teach you to do two warm ups, a standing warm up as well as a floor warm up to prepare the core for balance, for stability, for for work to support you throughout the rest of the workout. It's pretty amazing, honestly. If you have if you've ever been considering maybe a bar certification, take the bar above training. This isn't like sponsored, it's just 100% what I believe was such a great learning experience. I learned so much, and I've been teaching fitness forever. And that was just amazing information. And so, fully recommend um, checking out Bar Above certifications. They just do a really good job. Something else that I think was recommended by Bar Above, too, that is just amazing to think about is including all the planes of movement in your warm up whether that means moving forward, moving back, rotational movements, um, just being able to really, really move the whole body in a way that, again, is not aggressive, it's not explosive, but it is fun and exciting music-wise if you want it to be, but just something that really gets the body moving in all planes in a nice and paced manner. The reality is, it doesn't have to be complicated, and those are basically that's basically it. As long as it's something that prepares the body for work, warms up the joints, bones, muscles, it introduces and practices some movements that you'll see, introduces equipment, and also sets your students up for confidence and comfort during the workout, it's gonna be a great warm up. Taking your time, maybe planning to take, I don't know, it's recommended five to 10 minutes. So a three minute track, or if it's sped up, a two and a half minute track is not nearly enough to prepare the body for work, especially if you're somebody that teaches an early morning class. Really taking time to to prepare the body for work is only gonna create a better experience for your student. And so 10 out of 10 recommend, again, doing your group fitness certification where that is heavily covered. I also recommend if you're looking for a bar certification, again, to check out bar above. And they have a, they're have they back to doing in-person trainings, and, and virtual, I think, is still an option. And so you don't even have to wait. <laughs> you can just do it. But being able to, to take the time to expand yourself and to maybe even get curious about the formats that you teach if the warm-up isn't a priority, maybe get really curious about that. Maybe ask some questions. Maybe... Maybe think of suggestions or ways to cater to your class now that you know that their bodies might need something more to warm up instead of a shuffle or a side-to-side or (laughs) more than just exploding into the workout. I'm somebody that also appreciates really hype music as a warm-up, but that's the thing. You can still have hype music and slowly introduce movements in a safe and effective way so your class will feel awesome they'll feel confident they'll feel comfortable they'll feel successful and so that's that's really all i had for you today practice your warm-ups take your time and then hopefully again this is just the beginning of an episode or beginning of coming back to the habit of podcasting for me this is really This was really just for me recording this episode (laughs) to prove to myself again that done is better than perfect, that it doesn't have to look a certain way. And so I'm hoping to be able to recommit to podcasting again, just because this is something I really care about. This is something I love. I love group fitness. I love fitness instructors and I love the passion and fulfillment That I feel personally when I teach a class and that I see in other instructors as they have class wins or a personal win or something that just really enforces, reinforces the fact that they're in the right place, serving the right people. And that is just what keeps me grounded in knowing that group fitness is such an amazing, amazing opportunity for people to move their bodies and celebrate their bodies so with that said i will hopefully see you soon on the next one